0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Timeout Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar.
1: Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, 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 hello,
0: and here we go. Bring your soul to work. You know, there's a, uh, a common energetic law of attraction, Taoist, Buddhist saying that says that if we want to change things in the world, we must be the change. I think Gandhi was, was uh, popularized that as well. So we must be the change. What does that mean? Does that mean that we're changing and moving things like from our house or changing new car, or that sort of thing? Is that the change we're looking for? No. When we change energetically, we have the ability to actually live differently in the energetic world. And let me explain. Today, I'm going to dive into your fountain of youth so often the women i work with in my workshop when they get into their energy being and realize the power and control they have over how they feel and they learn the techniques to to do that most of us walk around the human planet that we actually have the ability to change how we feel and therefore change our energetic vibrational life inside which is actually really not just inside it's actually all around us I'll explain that as well and then when we do that we now have a different interpretation of what's going on in the world one of the women I was coaching the other night um, was making some assumptions about a recruiter um, and and a contact that kind of fell through the cracks and she wasn't quite sure if it meant that like her, or if they weren't interested, and she found out that they were thinking about hiring someone else who had a different connection and and what was happening, which is what we all do, is that she was making a pattern of facts turn into something that may or may not have been true based on her own filter system. And her own filter system. All of us do it, all of us have it, is built up over time of beliefs, stories, and preferences that we have about life. And everything that happens out there, we interpret through this filter. So, because she's kind of gotten beat around a little bit, had a boss who really treated her really, really horribly, a classic bully boss, and she's still basically recovering from it, that's why she's in my workshop. And what was happening is that she was interpreting all of the things that were happening with that situation through the I'm not good enough, nothing good ever happens to me, I get punished for even trying. And this wasn't in her intellectual mind. This wasn't in her personal mind of how she thinks she thinks. These are filters that happen by default because as human beings, we have to filter stuff out in the world out there. If we don't filter stuff out, there's like too much stimulation. So our brain is built to filter stuff out. So really a better choice to filter stuff out through the I'm awesome, through the I'm amazing, through the I'm a child of God, of course I'm going to have the outcome that I desire. When we filter the world out through the filters that feel better, we're now migrating and moving our energy toward more positive, love-oriented energy. There's so many angles I could talk about this about today. I'm going to go toward the angle of understanding the energy fountain of youth inside of you so that you can understand intellectually why this works. Everyone's heard of the law of attraction. Everyone's heard of uh, what you think, be careful what you think about it might happen type of thing. We all sort of know that what we think and feel is inevitably going to be what our experiences are. But our linear brain kind of doesn't get that. Our linear brain hasn't quite caught up with the quantum world, which is really the spiritual world, which is the world that all of the religions from the passed down have been trying to explain how this quantum world works, and we've created filter systems of religion or religious beliefs around all of that, which is all well and good. Now we know a lot more about science, which, if you believe in God and a creator and a divine being that has kind of put all of this together, we as human beings are beginning to understand how it works. And when we understand how it works, we can actually to our betterment, to humanity's betterment. So here's a few foundational pieces. And feel free to join the conversation or ask me a question by calling in at 816-251-3555. And I'd be delighted to take your call, answer any questions. Uh, I always uh, have fun with any question, anytime, anyone, uh, let's let's go at it. Good time uh, sorting through some of these issues. Again, it's eight one six two five one three five five five. Most of the time, when I'm talking and coaching and training, teaching, etc., I've got a, a group of people on an online class, so I'm used to having a lot of interaction and dialogue, and I love that, and it really feels good to do that. So, um, if you want to call in and and give me a little uh, a little something to go with. I'd love it. Here's the thing. As a human being, we are literally 98% energy. Remember in science class, the atom with the uh, nucleus and the proton and electron, all of that kind of circulating around. We kind of have an image of what that looks like. These little balls then a neutron, I mean the nucleus being the biggest piece, and then the protons and electrons circulating in positive and negative energy, they're these little balls. Well, just that's not exactly what an atom looks like, but in order for our brain to kind of figure it out, we have to kind of create that picture. Again, filtering something so that we can understand it. But what's going on there is that there's energy circulating around and creating energy vibrations, let's call it. every atomic structure is energetically contributing to the overall energy of the unified field, the universe uh, expansiveness, the all the allness. Every single one of us is made of I believe the number is 10 trillion cells and in each cell there's atomic structures that create the proteins and the and the other substances in our cells. And all of that is vibrational things rolling around and doing their thing. And they're encoded to do certain things. So the blood cells are doing something. The kidney cells are doing something. The skin cells are doing something. All of this dynamic energy is churning around. And guess what? In the air that we breathe and in the space between me and my computer and me and my microphone, there's atomic structures of air, hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and carbon dioxide, Atomic structures are everywhere, and if we could see this with our eyes, we would see this massive cloud of energetic stuff twirling and spinning. It would boggle our mind. But the fact that we are physical plants, physical uh, factories, physical machines, means that we have some limitations in what we see energetically. Quantum physicists have been telling us since the time of Einstein that we are energy and that the universe is energy and that the galaxies are energy. This is expanding. It's been expanding since this big bang thing. And we continue to expand energy. And as human beings, our soul is basically the energy being of who we are. And if we are having normal human experiences in our lives, that, Feel uh, that don't feel good. What's happening is that's giving us a little bit of an energy scar, it's dinging our energy, it's shutting us down, and all of that is felt in our body. These feelings give us that indication that there's some type of energy moving. So, the only way we can perceive this energetic universe in which we live is by our body feeling it. So as the energy moves through our body, we feel something. And if we're not tuned into those subtle shifts of energy, minute by minute, second by second, we usually don't feel something until we actually have an expanded, accelerated feeling associated with thoughts and that we're bringing that in to our perceptive reality and we are interpreting it as something with meaning. I know that's a lot. So when we have something going on out there, really in our energy area, and we are perceiving it through feeling, and when we are perceiving it through feeling, if we make a meaning and an emotional thought pattern attached to that, we are basically encapsulating it. And what typically happens to the human being is that if it's a feeling we don't like, we typically do something called repress it. We push it down, and guess what? It wants to be felt. So when we repress it and push it down, it now starts creating like this pocket, this negative pocket somewhere in our energy being, and now our energy isn't flowing all free and happy. It's kind of hitting a little pocket, a little dense darkness pocket, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And over time, if we, interpreting the world as similar to that energy scar, energy pocket, and it keeps hitting it. Guess what? That expands to clog more and more of our beautiful circulating energy. And what happens over time is that energy scar builds and grows and becomes the major interpretation of how we view the world and how we view our being. And now we are interpreting the world in a way that doesn't feel good at all. I can never get ahead. They'll never pay me enough. Bosses suck. I never want to be a boss because I don't want to have to be like that. I don't want to work at a higher level position because it's going to mean I have to work long after. I have to bully people in order to do that. And we start crafting a construct of reality that doesn't feel good. And now our entire energy being gets shut down, repressed, and here's the thing to come out. So what how it comes out typically is by us having emotional responses to the outside world and projecting what we have inside. See, boss is a jerk. See, there's evidence I'll never get ahead. See, that person didn't call me back in 24 hours like they said. I knew I wasn't worthy. Now, we're not saying I knew I wasn't worthy. We're victimizing ourselves. We're putting ourselves under that negative energy. And now we're in a cage. We're in a prison. And over time, that absolutely collapses the beautiful energy that we have in our energy being soul. Eventually it hurts so bad that we have to do something about it. I have so many women in my workshop who quit their jobs because doing something about the, the feeling of pain and blocked energy feels so bad we don't have a way out other than to just quit. Or leave a relationship because it feels bad. That doesn't shift the energy inside. It just temporarily calms the inputs down to stop it continuing to get energy. But I'm going to tell you what, every person who has quit a job out of emotional frustration and pain replays the tapes of it as if they're there anyway. So it doesn't cure anything. It just might temporarily stop the bleeding for a second, but the blood has been lost and it needs to be filled back in and it needs to be healed and taken care of. Otherwise, person with that soul who felt they had to quit is feeling desperate and victimized and the energy of that nearly almost guarantees that the next job is less. Less pay, less contribution, less happy. And probably the people and the bosses in that new job after that quit are going to be energized and attractor pattern to the negative energy of the quit. Are you with me? So inside of you, you have a youth and you have a storehouse of feeling better. And there's some techniques to get to that. And I'm all for affirmations and positive thoughts and having great default sayings when we're feeling a little bit miffed by life to say something like the universe always has my or to say everything always works out for me. But if we're saying that to continue to repress our feelings, it's doing just the opposite of what we want it to do. We cannot use affirmations and positive thoughts and prayer to shove our negative feelings down. It has a opposite effect. And we wonder why our life is not working out for us. And we wonder why we can't get ahead or get the outcome that we want because what we are doing is continuing to put energy toward repressing our feelings and denying what's really in there. That will never work. That's like continuing to stuff clothes in your washing machine and keep closing the door even if they don't fit and expecting the washing machine to run and to clean your clothes. It doesn't work to overstuff your energy being with negative thoughts and then try to just shove close the door and carry on. It does not work. And eventually what the physical body will do after it's feeling the pain and agony and depletion and if you're working, work and going home and you're absolutely exhausted it's because you're spending so much energy repressing your feelings. You might say that, well, Mo, I'm feeling my feelings. Yeah, but you're repressing the expression of them. And kind of good for you because if you express them the way that you might know how to do you'd be in real hot water anyway and that's the dilemma. I don't know how to express these feelings or feel these feelings, Mo, without being a jerk. Yeah, I get it. There are alternatives. What we must do is recognize what's there and we have to take care of it. We have to do our own internal housekeeping. We must attend to the negative trash that is in our energy being that is creating one an interpretation of the world that is consistent with what we've repressed. That's what happens. Number two, we have to take care of it so we don't project it onto the rest of the world, our kids, our partner, our family, our co-worker, our dog, our cat. And number three, we have to have the technique of understanding it so that we can continue to live life in a way that is freeing our energy and not continuing to shove it into a container fit anymore. Eventually, as life goes as human beings, the signals and the warnings that we've got too much in there to deal with, those warning signals come out. Sleepless nights, blood pressure problems, eating disorders, alcohol abuse, other substance abuse, spending more money, credit card debt, all of the maladaptive things that we humans tend to do when we're in pain because they're consistent with how we're feeling, tend to just keep taking us down a path of pain. Eventually, the body gets real awakening, a car accident, a disease that has to be medically treated, cancer, all sorts of things end up piling up in the body and then they come out as diseases and problems that have to take real attention and the beautiful part of how we're built as humans those usually require us to sit our butts down and not stay in the energy that caused it and we have to take care of ourselves but if you miss the pieces and you only dwell in the physical you're really not taking care of what the body and your universe Intelligence and the divine you inside was trying to say to you it was trying to get your attention that you are a beautiful soul locked up in a cage over time because your mind created its own interpretation of how horrible the world is and perhaps maybe even how horrible you are and it's not true but it is true for you because you've crafted that. You see, we get to craft our reality. And maybe you don't know that. Maybe you th- all that you know about the world is what it really is. But the world that you live in and that you interpret is all based on your personal preferences, limiting, limiting beliefs, expanded beliefs, if you have those as well. It's all what you make it. Your mind interprets everything that goes on out there. And then the feeling that happen as we interpret it is our free will of what we do with that. It's a beautiful dance that we can alter toward how we want to be and what we want in the world if we understand it. And if we have the proper techniques and the proper ways to live, we can manage the energy. We can manage to bring that fountain of energy back up in a positive, happy way. And automatically by doing that, we are interpreting the world differently. And we are beginning to have a different template of who we are and who the world is. And all of a sudden things get better all of a sudden, things get better when we shift our energy. And when we heal the negative scar and trash that's hanging out in there, causing us to think and feel a certain way that is not consistent with our godliness, not consistent with our divinity, not consistent with beautiful, vibrating, flowing energy. The closer we get to living our lives, in a spirit of true and absolute unity and love, the clearer our energy is, and we have to consistently let go of the things that are caging us. We have to do that, not just intellectually. We have to do it in the feeling body. Our physical body is constructed in organs and glands and blood and cells and muscle tissues and bones and, and all sorts of things that are physical structures. And each of those physical structures is generating its own energy. It's interesting that they haven't yet created a pacemaker for the heart that doesn't need a battery. My body doesn't need a battery to beat its heart. There's some intelligence beating my heart. I don't need to think about digesting the food I had for breakfast. My body does that. It turns all of those chemicals and proteins into the things that my body needs. It nourishes things. I don't need to think about how my kidneys process water. There's an intelligence running that. But when our heart stops physically attached to the energy of its heart beating, a pacemaker might be necessary. And that requires a battery because our energy that beats the heart is no longer viable and active. Your fountain of youth inside of you can be re-energized. It can be brought back to life. It can be... uh, It can come back and open up and you're going to feel younger, more vital, happier. You're going to feel what maybe you haven't felt in decades because all of the experiences of a life of a normal human being on this planet tend to pile up. And because our brain wants to interpret things to keep us safe and out of danger, it typically interprets things negatively. It's our, it's our inherent bias to prevent us from dying. That's how the primitive human species is built. I don't want to die. Everything that is a threat, even if it's the smallest threat, is interpreted with fear unless we are aware and unless we have a better filter system that's created on love and joy and clarity. So, understand, maybe you took good notes, uh, how the universal energetic world is put together for us, and how we as participants and beautiful beings who are in this world to expand the energy of the universe, if we do our thing in expanding who we are and opening up our energetic soul, we've actually contributed to the expansion of humanity. And we've added beauty and love to the unified field. And what happens is when we do that, when we are on that path, we now are living in community with others, other beings who are on that same path. It's as if you took a road toward a nicer place to live, a more beautiful garden where there are more gentle people living, more interesting places, more well-feeling opportunities. And the people who are hanging there and welcoming you with their open arms are delighted to have you. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the examples that I've seen in the workshop and in the work I've done as a coach. My primary... uh, outcome I want my clients to have a career, better job. And we're going to talk about how I pull all this energy stuff together in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The
1: Voice of an Awakening World If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio We hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too this online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on donate today. Here's a Unity Wisdom moment with Eric Butterworth. How much time is enough time? You ever thought about that? How much time is enough time? Time is not a quantity. It cannot really be measured. Oh, you say, but it can. I have a watch, but the watch is synthetic. There's no way to really measure time because time is a depth, it's an allness. You may say, but I only have an hour, I only have a day. And so all you do is admit to yourself and to others that you've encased yourself in a shell. And this time frame will always frustrate your creative flow. And time for you will be a matter of the clock ticking on but it's only where you are in consciousness. So it's time to slow down, to look up, to get a sense of the eternal. And this basically is the purpose of prayer. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Experts say picking up a pen and paper and writing things down can have some amazing benefits. Spark some creativity by sketching, doodling, and writing down what you want in life with a set of Unity Inspiration Notepads. They come in three inspirational designs with themes of gratitude, intention setting, and visualization. These are great tools to keep on your desk and use every day. Just 12 dollars for a set of three. Pick up yours today at unityonline.org. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Discover what your dreams are trying to tell you. Join dream expert, best-selling author, and hypnotherapist
0: Kelly Sullivan Walden for Ask Dr. Dream every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Central. Kelly will awaken you to the wisdom of your dreaming mind with expert interpretation as well as introduce you to fascinating guests. Each week, you'll get information you can use to help make decisions and gain greater self-awareness. Join the show live or listen later on
1: demand here on unityonlineradio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. We're
0: back better than ever. So I want you to love your work and your life because that is an option. So many of the people I work with, uh, don't really get that that's an option because no evidence in either how they were raised or who they hang out with or the people they work with, there's no evidence that you can enjoy your work and your life. And so at about the age of, I don't know, pick a number, (laughs) <laughs> we might realize, you know what, this is no good. Here's the thing. You're in an expanded universe. You are a, an active participant in an expanded and an expanding universe. Your soul wants to expand. It is the basic, inherent, beautiful nature of you. Every human being, we could call them human souls, has the urge to, the desire to expand. And what that is, is about feeling good. Every soul wants to feel good. And when we've had enough of it, when our life is not going in the right direction, when we've been a little bit beaten up and bullied and taken for granted and not appreciated and paid too little and you name it, our soul is inside screaming for help. And there is help to be had. Here's the thing. You got to listen to that. You got to listen to that voice inside. And when we don't listen to the voice inside that says, hey, I'm an energy being who wants to expand and feel good. What's going on out there? When we don't listen to it, the external pressures, pain, suffering, increase, increase, increase increase, increase, increase. And at some point we are absolutely convinced that life can't be good. We are absolutely convinced we'll never have enough money. We are absolutely convinced that we'll never work for a good company. We are absolutely convinced that's because we're 55 we can't get a new job that feels good. We are convinced of it. Insert committed to it. We are committed to our belief structure because it's the only certainty that we have found in our lives. And it's time for you to take a look at if that, is that really the commitment that you want? Is it truly the commitment you want to live your life in that you're committed to not having enough, not, enough, not having fun at work, not being appreciated by your bosses or colleagues? Just because you have pain and agony and difficulty and things going the wrong way does not mean that it's not flexible. What it means is that the universe is trying to get your darn attention. And all you do is keep running to the next thing with the same energetic pattern and expecting something different. When you arrive at a place with the same energetic pattern, you're going to have the same life. It's 100% guaranteed, it's the universal law. I'm not making it up. I've just studied it for decades, and I know how this works. You have to commit to a different idea of you and the world in order to have a different world, a different you, a different life. If you are not as happy as you want to be, if you are not making the money that you want to make in your job, if you are not with the... Family and partner, and etc. Only you have domain over that. Only you. And that is the promise of your Creator. You can create your heaven on earth. You've got to tap into the best parts of you, and you have got to be committed to letting go of the hell and the prison that you've put yourself in because of how you've thought and felt about the things that have happened to you. I'm not blaming you. It's kind of really not even your fault because perhaps no one really showed you the different way to do it. But that inner fountain of youth, that inner beautiful sense of who you really are and that soul that was born to enjoy that soul that was born to be in joy, that soul that was born to be in a vibrational state of love and happiness and contribution and to receive back from the world in an energetic way an exact mirror of all that you're about. So when you commit to wanting that life joy, love, clarity, happiness, appreciation, working for people who are fun to work with, being a part of a team, speaking up, being as smart as you know you are, being able to articulate it in meetings, being appreciated and recognized for the work and contributions and the intellect that you bring to the table. All of that can be appreciated and you can live in the joy of all of that by simply deciding that that's what you want in your life, and then the real work begins. But you have got to commit to that path for yourself. Your soul wants it, but you have to be committed to wanting it. It's the nature of what our creates for us too, and that's where free will makes this whole thing super interesting because your free will to stay in your cage is your free will. Your free will to stay trapped in a job that no longer serves you is your free will. Your free will to ask for the promotion and to show up bigger and stronger and write a LinkedIn article and reach out to someone and feel awesome and that you have something to give a new company that's going to feel better for you. That's going a 20 or 30 or 40 or 50,000 raise because now you're upleveling who you really are and you've been it all along but you've been playing small because you've been afraid. You have to give yourself the personal commitment that you are ready to change and that you are worth change. A lot of the women I work with are in their mid 40s to mid late 50s. Because it's at about this point where it's enough, and it's at about this point where the body starts to really wear out because the level of stress of life has gotten to the immune system, has gotten to cell degradation, has gotten to chronic headaches and high blood pressure, and that we know inherently could be better if we felt better. I had breast cancer at the age of 47. That was a wake-up call for me because I was otherwise a pretty healthy person who exercised all my life. Cancer didn't fit with my identity of who I am. But it came my way, because over time, the frustration, which turned into anger, of the things I wanted to see in my career that weren't happening fast enough, or with more appreciation or recognition, or whatever the stories I was myself for those years and decades that effectively wore my immune system out there's lots of research about this now it's it's absolutely fact that stress diminishes the immune system and what does the immune system do it fights off invaders in our cellular structures in our physical body and when the immune system is suppressed because stress does that we're not fighting off the invaders and cancer is one of the biggest invaders. Cancer cells are in our body pretty much on the regular basis, but our body kind of takes care of them because it has enough white blood cells and other mechanisms to kind of take care of these cells that kind of happen just because the 10 trillion cells sometimes get doing their own thing. So usually our body is sniffing that stuff out and taking care of it and taking care of it. But if our immune system is suppressed for years, those cells start to divide and they start to multiply I mean, they, they start to multiply, and the immune system that usually takes care of them can no longer function to the level of having to take care of them. So breast cancer sat my butt down for a solid four weeks out of work, and before that, a lot of self-reflection and fear and grief before that. My energy body shut off. my heart was shut off. And I was functioning in the world in the way I was supposed to function to be successful and navigate the world. I knew how to be that. And so our physical body eventually will give us something like that. And it will cause us to sit our ass down. And if we decide to take the journey on the road back to our soul and back to ourself, we may find the beauty that's inside of us. We may find the beauty that we are meant to live. I found my fountain of youth in my energy body over the time of recovery of my breast cancer. There was a lot of pain and shame and guilt and grief to go through as well. And I had to pick myself up from the self-hatred because it was there as well. The self-hatred of telling myself lies for so many years just because I didn't have any other way to interpret things. I wanted life to be a certain way. And it sort of was, but it wasn't always that way. And the frustration would mount because I'm, I'm an achieving kind of gal. I'm ambitious. I want to do a lot. I want to make a difference. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, all of us want to do that. And I just wasn't seeing the evidence in my life for, for years and I got frustrated and I internalized it and I shoved it down because I wasn't supposed to be feeling those feelings. I was supposed to be enjoying my success and happiness and look at me. But I had a conflict inside of me and that stress caused a lot of things to go haywire in the physical body until it got my attention. And eventually... I learned how to put that back together. It wasn't as quick as the surgery repair was. I had both my breasts cut out and replaced in 2008. I had a couple of other body parts in subsequent years that had to be removed and taken out. And over the years, I decoded the puzzle I studied immensely. I had practical experience on how to make myself uh, fill myself back up and get that energy body going again, finding my fountain of youth, finding my place in my soul that I knew was truly me. And when I returned to work after my breast cancer journey, I did come back as more me because I found that coach helper cheerleader person inside of me that I'd shut down because she wasn't supposed to be that exuberant in a corporate world even if it's healthcare it's supposed to be serious and goal oriented and meetings and make sure people do their job I'm a happy person I'm a I'm a cheerleader I'm a go get 'em I'm a let's do this type of person It's not the most favorable personality trait sometimes in different environments. So I thought I was wrong. And when I found my true self through the journey back into, I came back better than ever in my career. I had more fun. I had more engagement with my employees and with my team and with others and colleagues. I was more joy filled. And I would keep running into the conflict of who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do and be. And then I'd reset again and go back in and heal another piece and come back a little bit more alive, that fountain of youth opening up over and over again. And what I found in my journey are very, very significant, very helpful techniques, meditation being the number one, the energy center system that our beautiful uh, humanity over in India has helped us express in the chakra system. It's the way that we understand the energy moving through our organs and glands and how that comes up through us. And when we open it up and release it, we become a more energized, full, whole version of ourselves. And when we hold ourselves back in either fear, or guilt, or shame, or illusions, mostly it's fear, guilt, and shame. If we do not release the within us, we will be blocking that beautiful fountain of energy, and it will catch up with us. And if we can unlock it earlier, sooner, rather than later, indeed find our fountain of youth. I started my career out as a registered nurse. Graduated from college, BSN. I wanted to get into cardiac nursing, so I did. I started my career out at the University of Pennsylvania when uh, the technology for... Uh, pacemakers and defibrillators and cardiac catheterizations and heart transplants and lung transplants was at its infancy and just blowing up. And we we were finding all of these marvelous ways to save the physical body. And what I found to be true as a, as a nurse is that we can repair some of the damage of the body, but that ultimately part of the reason why the body gets damaged is because of what we're thinking and feeling about ourselves. Self-inflicted wounds. And so my journey as a, as a nurse and as a healthcare professional and as an executive has always personally been intrigued by this energy being that we are and how we can help ourselves live more vitally. This fountain of youth is all within us. It is our energy centers in our energy body coming back alive. Now that modern science has sort of caught up with that. Not completely, but we're getting there. We understand the beauty of opening our energy, letting go of the pain and the agony and the suffering and the struggles letting go of the need to interpret things negatively to save ourselves. when we let go of all of that and we open our heart up to experiencing the world no matter what. When we open ourselves up to that and we learn to interpret things in a way that is helpful and empowering. Life is so rich and so good. So many of the women I work with in my kick-ass workshop come into my workshop because they understand that we're not just not going to do a resume and LinkedIn profile we're going to actually take care of their soul first because if your resume is good or even with your if your resume is great but you're not in alignment with that and you don't feel that and if you're bringing the scars of an energy body of a soul that has trampled on, if you're bringing that into a great resume, massive disconnect, and it just won't come together in the way that is ultimately satisfying. You have to heal the inner you before you have a kick-ass career. You have to be free and light as a soul. So we get at that. And when we do, oftentimes that woman has healing at a deep level physically, spiritually, mentally. All the pieces that need to be healed for the wholeness of that individual begin to come together. Women have come in having lost jobs due to chronic migraines. Women who have had that extra 40 pounds on them and haven't been able to shake it begin to start shedding weight just because They're living differently. They're not denying this. They're just living differently. They're honoring themselves. The physical body starts to relax a little bit and the nervous system takes a break. Frayed nervous system equals depressed. Immune system equals chronic sinusitis or bronchitis. I always get sick. I always this. I always that. My stomach feels bad when I go to work. All of those things begin to get healed. When we bring the soul's energy up. And that's the beauty of understanding how the universe works. That's the beauty of bringing our divinity up, our divinity of energy forward. The physical body gets better without even really trying. So if we understand the nervous system in the physical body we understand that meditation and work helps calm the nervous system down. It changes the chemical makeup in the body. So when you're at a high stress level, you are shooting out cortisol and that is doing damage to the body because cortisol is meant to be a, a quick hit so that you can run and hide so that you can fight off a foe or so you can freeze behind a, a bush and not get attacked. But if it's constantly in the bloodstream, it's doing damage to cells. And it's also shutting the best parts of your brain off. You do not want cortisol and adrenaline circulating in your body all day long, it's going to do damage. You also begin as a meditator to create new neural pathways in your brain that are going to help you more imaginative, more creative, a better problem solver, and being able to handle stress better. So many women in my workshop, in a week or two, tell me that is the biggest thing that they notice. Oh, Mo, two weeks ago, if that would have happened, I would have walked out of the room and slammed the door. If that would have happened three weeks ago before I was in this workshop, I would have just quit my job because I was on that kind of a fuse the work i do i believe is the exact thing that human beings need now which is pulling the soul back to life and at the same time creating very practical very specific strategic outcomes for one's career so that the contribution can feel good also it's not just a job it's the work of and that's a sacred thing even if you're an accountant even if you're an architect, even if you're an attorney, even if you're in sales, no matter what it is, when you bring your soul back to life and you craft that fountain of youth inside of you that you feel awesome and wonderful and worth deserving, the work that you're good at, the work you know how to do becomes joyous. And it feels so good. And as a coach, it is so awesome to see that happen. It is so awesome. So we'll just ignore that background noise. So (laughs) we know that our energy needs to come back to life to feel good about life. We know that we need to listen to our soul when it urges us to come forward. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about my work and what I do, I'd love to share with you a masterclass webinar that I have on the five shifts to bring your soul to work. And you can access that at any time. I run it several times a day at mofall.com slash masterclass. You can take notes and take a, a look at the five shifts that I'm telling you you've got to really pay attention to in order to move your soul forward. And if you want to specifically have us take a look at your career and sort it out with you, that's what we do on our free clarity calls. We, I don't know, dozens, hundreds of women over the, over the month. Anyway, we talk to about sorting out your career and seeing what we can do to help you. Look, if we help you, we may know someone who can or give you some strategies or ideas that are going to help you right away. And you can book that free call with my team at mofall.com slash give me clarity. MoFall.com slash clarity and you can book your free career clarity call. We sort things out on that call. It's really great. It's an opportunity for you to really focus on you and really sort things out. And my team is trained specifically by me to help understand what's going on in your career and within you so that we can help you assess and diagnose what you may need to do to then take yourself up to where you want to be, where your soul is feeling that it really ought to be. Oftentimes we're able to get our clients big, big leaps in their careers. The thing, every single woman who does the work that we do in our workshop feels better as a human being. Their life is back on track. They're no longer the victim of needing to make decisions based on desperation. And many of the women we work with are in job or career transition, trying to set a new stage. And we're really good at doing that because we take care of the soul first and we find out who you are specifically and individually and therefore match up what you know how to do in the world in a very magical way that you're going to feel awesome and have great success. I've been doing this work for almost five years now. It's what I did as an executive to develop develop people and have them feel better about who they are and get ready for promotions and do more. And you know what? Sometimes I was the mama bird throwing the chick out of the nest and seeing if they could fly. That's how it goes sometimes. You have to step into your greatness and give yourself the confidence and faith that you can and that you are and that you will. That's the secret to getting your soul back, stepping into it. So today we reviewed what exactly this energy being is. And it's the fountain of you. Physiologically, biologically tied into how you feel. It's also tied into what you can do to make your life better. Catch me next week. Find me at mofall.com. This is coach Mo Fall, your bring your soul to work and kick ass career coach. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening
1: world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians.